Welcome to episode 10 of Escape the Rat Race Radio. I'm your host, Christian Rodwell, and this is your ticket to escape the nine to five. You're probably currently in a nine to five job and you've got aspirations to be an entrepreneur. Know that becoming an entrepreneur is gonna give you greater highs than you will ever experience in a nine to five job by an absolute country mile. Also know that it's gonna create greater lows than you will ever experience in a nine to five job by a country mile. And that's, and that's the gig getting yourself around people who are of the same mindset, the same thinking, um, and are gonna help you to develop and grow is, and I'm not over-exaggerating, absolutely the number one most important thing you can do. We've got a real treat in store for you today. We have Nick James, who's the founder of Seriously Fun Business and runs the Bums on Seats Bootcamp, which is a flagship program for coaches and trainers, showing them how to promote, fill and profit from live events. And Nick is absolutely one of the top promoters for personal business development events in the UK. He's brought over some massive, massive names over the last couple of years, including Frank Kern, and forthcoming in 2017 will be Gary Vaynerchuk and Ryan Dice. So I'm sure you want to hear all about Nick's journey, how he came about to be working with such giants of the business industry. And Nick really reveals a lot of tools and tips for anyone looking to build their brand online and just to really accelerate your journey if you're currently stuck in a nine to five job that you're hating and looking for the perfect business direction and route out of that job. So let's head straight over to the interview with Nick James. Hi, Nick. Hey, Christian. How are you doing? Good to, uh, good to be on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're more than welcome. And whereabouts in the world are you today? I am just on the outskirts of sunny Birmingham. It's not so sunny. It's um, as it is, I think, in London as well, blowing uh, a hell of a gale. And so <laughs> there's fallen trees and all sorts around us today. But yeah, it's, uh, I'm, I'm in the comfort of my home, nice and warm, so I'm okay. Oh, good stuff. Yeah, it's a bit, a bit of a wild and windy day in the UK today, but that, we won't let that stop us. So, um, so Nick, it's a real pleasure to have you here. And we bumped into each other last year. You were running one of your events in London and I had one of my sessions going on as well. So maybe you could just give us an introduction, just let people know what your businesses are at the moment. And then we'll go back and um, kind of see where it all began for you. Yeah, of course, of course. So, um, well, currently, and again, I suppose it doesn't make that much sense without the, the lead up to it, but I'll give you the answer anyway. So currently, I always have run live seminars, live workshops. That's the business I've been in my entire career. And so my core business now is teaching people who are maybe coaches, consultants, they work one-on-one with clients or their speakers, trainers that maybe work one-to-many, they want to get more people in their audiences. I help them to learn how to promote, how to fill, how to market, how to maximize sales and revenue and profit from their live events, whether that's small seminars and workshops or big conferences or online events like webinars, etc. Any kind of live event, we really specialize in the marketing of that. And so we run our own bootcamp, which teaches people how to do that for themselves. And we also work with clients privately on a consulting basis as well. 
and and you run some absolutely massive events with some some huge speakers, which I'm sure we'll we'll hear about as the conversation progresses. But I'm keen to find out from you, Nick. Really, where did that all begin, and at what point did you realise that was the right path for you? And were you going through the kind of nine to five daily grind at any point, or have you always had the entrepreneurial spirit from kind of early days? Or both, actually. So I did go through the nine to five daily grind at some point, and I feel like I always had the entrepreneurial spirit as well I think for many people listening to this they're probably not all of a sudden decided that they want to become an entrepreneur I think you've probably always got those tendencies and always have had or you haven't one way or the other for me I was very lucky in that I was I was exposed to the kind of like personal development scene growing up so my mum was and still is a trainer for Tony Robbins company so I was at Tony events 12 years of age in Hawaii and Australia and all these amazing places all over the world which was a very you know let's be fair lucky break not many people get that advantage I guess from that age you know I was around an entrepreneurial positive thinking aspirational world and and kind of groups of people like that but that doesn't mean that you grow up and become an entrepreneur straight away I ended up working you know I went through the usual traditional education went to university and ended up doing a work placement actually at a um, building society in the West Midlands the West Bromwich Building Society and that was kind of my experience or how I've had the nine to five grind at any point and you know just hated it it wasn't I felt trapped I felt like I was not in my natural habitat as it were just decided that you know I've got to do something else I'd been exposed to coaching personal development NLP scene throughout my entire youth And so I just thought, wouldn't it be great if all young people had that same advantage and had access to those kind of tools? And so I thought maybe it should be me that takes all of those kind of skills and tools into the school system. And so set my first business, if you want to call it that, as a youth coach. Didn't go so well because I didn't really know what I was doing. And, uh, And so ended up going back into a job was lucky because the job was with a company in the industry I wanted to be in. So it was a it was actually a telesales job with a personal development training company in London. And so that gave me all the learning. I don't think it's a bad thing to be in employment if it moves you forward on your journey and if it gives you skills, resources, tools and experiences that you wouldn't have had otherwise. So I went and worked for this company for about 18 months and just learned everything there was to know about running a, a business in that space, promoting, filling, running events, speaking sales, logistics, everything that I needed to know so that when I decided to go out and do my own thing again, I could do it properly from a place of experience rather than not knowing what the hell I was doing. So really building up that apprenticeship, it was something actually um, Daniel Priestley on a previous podcast touched about is that you shouldn't just give up all your experience that you've built up in your your corporate career or whichever field you've been in and just jump straight into what you feel is a passion project because it may be that actually when you find yourself doing that every day, it becomes not so much of a passion project. So it's good to align yourself with someone and even, you know, offer a few hours a week just to get that experience and make sure it's definitely the direction that you you want to pursue. Yeah, I mean, it's the most valuable education I could have ever had or asked for being in that environment all day, every day. That was that was definitely a, an amazing gift for me. I also think a lot of people who, you know, talk about being in business and being an entrepreneur, you know, they have this kind of like take the leap mentality, which I can understand, but at the same time, it can be blooming dangerous if you're not careful. Like some people just blindly follow that advice and end up quitting the job and going out on their own and then realising that running a business is actually not that easy and they end up skint and not able to provide for the families. And I think that's irresponsible to give that kind of advice. I think in many cases, is if you're 
in employment and you, you've got a solid base to work from, then using your spare time, evenings, weekends to begin something is actually a much smarter place to start from. And the reason I think it's smarter is because if you're in a position, like I suppose there's two schools of thought here. If you're in a position where you absolutely have to make it work, one of two things is going to happen. Either it's going to cause you to work harder and be more committed and more focused than you ever normally would be, in which case you're likely to get a great result from your business venture. But at the same time, the negative of it is that I think you can come across as a bit desperate because you genuinely really do need it to work to pay the bills. It depends what you believe in. I don't believe that's a good energy to come from of desperation. So like, if you can be in a position where you can either build up enough financial resource so that you can begin your business or begin your journey as an entrepreneur without any urgent pressure to make it work, then that can often put you in a more comfortable space to begin with. I suppose at the same time, though, to, you know, to contradict my own point, I do think that there's no substitute from the, the hunger and the desire, you know, the need to make it work because then you've got no other choice. And I think, you know, for me, I'd had the experience of working with this other company as an employee. And then when I went out, I had to make it work because I didn't have any money. And it was like, well, I've got no choice. And in the very early days, I've got a, she's now my wife, but my fiance was pregnant with our first child. I had a wedding to pay for just a few months later. So I was in a position where literally in the first six months, I had to make, we're talking significant amounts of money, more money than I'd ever made before. That necessity drove me. But also at the same time, I think if that necessity is too great and you're not skilled and you don't know what you're doing, then it can come across as a bit desperate and actually counterproductive. And would you say that you talked about putting yourself into the right environment in terms of where you went to work and actually even moving down to London to do that? How important would you say for the people that you've worked with is going out and networking and just getting kind of positive people around you who are going to help you slowly get rid of that fear that may be holding you back? Part of what you said, I absolutely agree with 100%. Another part, maybe not so much. So the part about getting yourself around people who are of the same mindset, the same thinking, um, and are going to help you to develop and grow is, and I'm not over-exaggerating, absolutely the number one most important thing you can do. And I know it sounds trite and everyone says, oh, you know, the people you surround yourself with are who you become and all that stuff, but it's blooming true. I can even think recently, even though, you know, I've been relatively successful with business and businesses over the years, it's easy to just get into a rhythm and, you know, things are going well and, money's coming in and then you just kind of like stagnate and plateau a little bit and that happened for me and it was only probably over the last probably six months six to eight months you know again I upped my game mostly because I was surrounding myself with people that were playing a bigger game than I was and it made me realize that actually I'm playing small here but in the huge scheme of things like compared to what I'm capable of and so it drove me harder and and pushed me forward so I do think that Surrounding yourself with the right people is key, but underline, put stars around, highlight right people, because right people isn't just end, like, for example, and, and this might not be that popular a, a comment, but I'm not a big fan of like networking groups and stuff mm-hmm. like that, because what you find is that you'll, you'll be surrounding yourself with a bunch of people who are, who are just like you. And that doesn't mean that you're a bad person at all, but it means that you can surround yourself with people at your level, which is good because they're open-minded and they're ambitious and they want to improve themselves but they're not going to help you get to the next level because they're not there. So find a way in any way you possibly can to surround yourself with the people who are beyond where you currently are. I mean, you could apply this to any area of life, couldn't you? I mean, we're talking about business here. So, you know, if you're an employee and you've got entrepreneurial tendencies, but you're not 
out yet and you're not doing your own thing yet, find somebody who's out or has got out, you know, maybe even recently, but is out there, started their own business and they're earning money and they've moved forward beyond where you are now. If you're doing 100 grand a year and you want to get to a million, go and find people who are doing a million a year. If you a million a year and want to do 10 million, go and find people who are doing 10. There's nothing wrong with surrounding yourself with other people that are doing a million a year, but they're not going to get you to 10. In fact, I'd go as far to say is those people, as lovely as they are, are probably going to hold you back from getting to 10 because they're doing the same that you're doing. And again, you could apply it to any level of business. You go, the thinking that makes you a good employee doesn't make you a good business owner. The thinking that gets you to be a business owner with a solid income and a business that makes six figures stops you from getting to seven and so on. And I suppose you could apply it to any area of life. I mean, if you want to get in phenomenal physical shape, go and find someone. I've got a personal trainer. Go and find a personal trainer who's in phenomenal physical shape, who's achieved what you want to achieve and spend a lot of time with them. It's a weird thing that happens in our psychology is that just by being around those kind of people, it causes you to take different actions and it transforms your beliefs and it causes you to force yourself to be better. And is that fair to say that's a strategy that you've clearly followed with your events business, Nick, because you've managed to get bigger and bigger guests and obviously forthcoming in in May, you're bringing over Gary Vaynerchuk as well to London. So, you know, I've been to those events. They're absolutely brilliant. I mean, where did that begin? Obviously, you said you kind of, was it 2009 when you you kind of took that leap and started? Yeah, that was was when I did. um, It was was actually a little before that. I think it was 2006 late 2007 early 2008 that I started my first business proper business where I actually made made some money so because before that it wasn't really a business as a freelance copywriter so I would create sales letters and email campaigns and marketing materials I'd kind of learned that in my previous job for the the personal development company because that had been part of my role I went look you know it looks like that people out there really need this so that could be a good business for me. Started doing that as a, it was a service-based business. So I was selling my time for money, but it did all right. Like the first year I did about 50 grand in sales. Second year did about 80 grand in sales. Um, but then hit a ceiling because the time for money, the one-to-one model of doing business is flawed. And I realized that. And so in order for me to be able to pay for the wedding and, and, uh, and you know, like I said, my fiance was pregnant. So there was clearly a need for more money to come in and I, I lost some clients and my income had dropped. So I, I decided to go into the events business because I realized it was, it was leveraged and it wasn't time for money. It is time for money to be fair, but it's more, there's no limit. You know, you could have an event with thousands of people in the room. You can work with thousands of people all at once. Whereas with the previous business, I was selling my time for money. I could only serve one client at a time. So yeah, so I think the idea of finding people that are already doing bigger and better than you are, I've applied it with events. You know, my first ever event in 2009, we had eight people in the room. So, you know, very small. But you know what? Those eight people, I still say to this day when I talk about this a lot, they were the the most important eight people I've ever had in a seminar. Because once I'd worked out how to do eight and I'd boosted my confidence enough to do another event, then the next time it was like 15. And then it was like 30. And before long, you know, within probably eight, nine months, we were running events every every few months with 50, 60, 70. Then it became 100 people a time. And eventually, you know, we're at a point now where it's between 500 and 1,000 people a time at a big event. And, you know, as you say, I've got people like Gary Vaynerchuk who come and speak at my events. And we had Frank Kern a couple of years ago and Ryan Dice who's come and speak at this one as well. You get access to those kind of people when you surround yourself with people that are playing a bigger game than you. Again, just by being associated with Gary now and him partnering with us on this event and coming over to the UK, you know, the amount of people who I'd never spoken to before, but I know 
because they're playing a big game that pick up the phone to me or drop me a message on Facebook and say, hey, you know, how you doing? Great that you're doing this event with Gary. You know, let's see what we can do together. Now they see me as a peer because I'm associated with people like Gary, like Ryan, like Frank. And who typically are the audience that are coming to the events? How are you working with those audiences outside of those big events? Because I know you're running boot camps as well, aren't you? The big event, we do the probably one a year now. So like the big events, I, I do it because I love it and I, I enjoy the challenge of it. It also gives me the opportunity to work with people like I've mentioned, the people I've mentioned, and I, and I, I love to surround myself with people like that. The main reason why we do those events really is to demonstrate and prove that when it comes to promoting, filling and running successful live events, we're the best in the business. I know what I'm doing. And so really it's, it's as much a proof mechanism as anything because as I said to you, our core business is we take people who are coaches or consultants or you know service providers that, that are working one-to-one that see that that model's flawed and want to start working one-to-many through delivering live events and trainings. We take people that are speakers or they want to be speakers and they don't know how to get in front of an audience. We teach them how to promote and fill their own seminars and workshops. So that's the kind of core day-to-day business. And the yeah, the big events that we run every uh, every year or whatever are really a support mechanism to that. And so consequently, the big events, the Expert Empires event we've got coming up in May with Gary Vaynerchuk uh, and Ryan Dice, that is for, even though I, I could make that just for all business owners, all entrepreneurs, I decided that if I'm going to run an event like that, then it should serve the core business as well. So that event has been marketed as, uh, by the way, I mean, any entrepreneur or wannabe entrepreneur or business owner will get tremendous value from this event but it's been promoted and positioned as an event expert empires for experts coaches consultants speakers trainers authors people that uh, personal trainers people like that people that have got information and expertise and experience that can help others. Well, I know that we've already got a whole bunch of Escape the Rat Race members that have signed up and and can't wait to attend that, myself included. And for many of our members, they are what you might call solopreneurs at the moment. So they're juggling full-time jobs and trying to build their brand and uh, get things off the ground. And time's always an issue. I know we all have the same amount of time and, and we prioritize those things most important. Have you got any strategies, Nick, you know, for someone who is trying to juggle and build their brand because i know that you're an expert in marketing yourself online and any tips for those people it's not really a tip i guess but like consistency is key and so when you're working in a full-time job and you're trying to do things in your own spare time in the evenings in weekends things like that having a consistent schedule is key and i do think one of the biggest things you can do to build your profile build your brand is to create and produce quality content distribute it consistently using social media doesn't cost you anything to do that we spend a lot of money on marketing and advertising now but assuming that you're not in a position to do that right now it's never been easier to build a profile for yourself because we've got facebook linkedin youtube twitter all these social media platforms which are free to access free to distribute content through so i think having a consistent schedule for creating and distributing content to build your profile and start to build an audience is probably the most valuable thing you could do to preempt yourself escaping the right race and getting started. Because ultimately, as far as far as I'm concerned, an expert business, you know, actually any business that's going to be successful long term, it's really about two things. It's about building an audience of people that know who you are and like you, and then monetizing that audience by selling them products and services that are valuable, and then continuing to do that. 
that's really all it is. And so the first bit that anybody can do, regardless of you know how much or how little time you've got or how much or little experience you've got, is create content and distribute it consistently. And I think that will begin the process for you. And, you know, we've got expert empires, you know, probably the number one person on the planet for doing that, which is Gary Vaynerchuk. I'm pretty good at creating content and distributing, but this guy is so... Yeah, he's a machine. I mean, you know, he creates content at such a rate and distributes it so thoroughly and without... You know, it's not like he's spending fortunes on advertising. It's like, it's it's just organic. It's absolutely crazy now. You know, it's going to take me a long time to build the kind of audience he's got. It's going to take most people listening to this even longer, but you've got to start somewhere. And so, you know, even if it's creating a little video blog every week, and sticking it up on Facebook, you know, and, and to begin with, you'll have like one viewer. But, you know, the, the more you do it, the more consistently you do it, it will build and grow over time. And then eventually it will pop if you give it enough time, energy and effort and you're good enough, the quality of the content's high enough, then eventually you'll, you'll start to see some results from it. To begin with, it's really just a, a building your profile, your brand, your reputation. And the best way to do that is by creating content. We've actually also got a number of other speakers just aside from myself and Gary at that event who are going to be talking about personal branding, getting media attention lots of things that you can do rather than it just being it's not just about make some videos put them on facebook there's lots of different ways and lots of different tactics you can apply to get the same results so it's a case of showing you everything that people are doing in the expert industry right now that's working and then you can you can kind of do any or all of those that that feel right to you to begin that process we've got a few people uh, one speaker in particular that i've just announced actually called siam kid he's coming in literally just to show you a what's really nice is it'd be great for you guys the escape the rat race kind of crowd because um he's really just going to show you how do you take your information your expertise turn it into a little information product and start promoting it selling it and building a bit of a continuity income of you know maybe a few hundred pounds a month to begin with that you can then grow to you know maybe a few thousand pounds a month and then potentially that can be the that could be the bridge to create the exit from the rat race that you're looking for. Awesome. Well, if anyone's listening and hasn't already got a ticket, check out the show notes. All the links will be there or head to Escape the Rat Race website, etrr.online. Anywhere else, Nick, where people should be heading? Obviously, the links will be in the uh, in the notes here anyway, so you'll be able to click th- click and get through to get all the information about the Expert Empires event. Obviously, if you want to connect, find me on Facebook. is probably the main place where I'm most accessible. So find me on Facebook, drop me a message. If there's anything I can help with, please let me know. I'd love to see you at one of our events and, and uh, help you to escape the rat race. We're not over yet, Nick, and we're going to go straight into a bit of fun now. So quick fire round, which um, just going to see what pops into your head first for these answers. I love it. And first one we have is... Enter the mentor. So we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for our mentors. And what would be your advice, Nick, for our listeners in finding the right mentor? And do you have mentors currently? And how did you go about finding them? Uh, yeah, so I currently have many mentors and have had lots and lots over the years. Um, how do you go about finding them? I wish I had a, like a magic formula. For me, it was always find people that I aspire to be like, that I look, I watch them and I go, you know what, they seem to be doing the kind of things that I want to do and living the kind of life that I want to live. I know it sounds, it's not really an exact formula to doing it, but yeah, and, and I think you'd be surprised if you approach and ask how giving and how open a lot of these people often are. You know, for example, I often say this, you know, I I get asked to do interviews. I probably do a couple of week like this, but there's a lot of people that have never asked me for an interview because they're worried I'd say no. And I'm like, look, you know, I'm happy to give a bit of my time. 
to give a bit of value and put more of my thoughts and opinions out into the marketplace, which hopefully people will like and they'll hear, and then they'll be more inclined to maybe come and see one of my events. And I think you touched on it earlier. It's about having a, a connection with that person as well, isn't it? Because if, if you're going to potentially spend <coughs> some time, you want to make sure that there's a bond there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I also think you want to um, know your strengths and know your weaknesses. Really go to town on, on developing your strengths. But also, if there are areas that you're weak, note those, be aware of those, and look for people that can help you develop them. Because as an example, I've always been since I started really in, in the early days of my business, I've always been pretty good at the sales and marketing side and always pretty good at the building relationship side, but was always really bad at the numbers and the financials. And that caused me a lot of pain in the early days. And so I, I got around people, got a mentor, went and attended some events to learn, as dull as it sounds, the financial mechanics of running a business. And without that, there's no way in the world. I mean, it would be highly dangerous for me to be operating a business the size I am now if I hadn't gone through that education and had that mentor because I wouldn't last five minutes. The whole thing would just fall to the ground because I wouldn't know what I was doing. And so I think knowing that was a weakness for me, observing it was a weakness and finding somebody that was strong at it and having them mentor me and investing in my education in that space was incredibly valuable. Yeah, it's excellent advice. We talk a lot about building your entrepreneurial team around you and we use Wealth Dynamics, which is a, a profiling tool, you know, really helps people get clear on, as you say, what you're great at, focus on that and find others who can help you in the areas where you're not so great. The fact is when you're in a, in a place when you're still in a nine to five grinding away and you want to start a business, you're not going to be able to recruit. Most people aren't going to be in a position where they can go and recruit a team of people, um, you know, where they can hire, you know, an admin person, a salesperson, a marketing person, a financial person. They're probably going to be in a position where they need to kind of wear all of those hats. And so, you know, I think getting, investing a bit of time and money and learning the ropes, at least a basic level in each of those areas is probably going to be useful and valuable for you because then you know the ropes you can then bring the right people in to do those roles for you in the future i can't recruit a really good marketing person unless i'm at least half decent at marketing because i don't know what i'm looking for i can't recruit a sales team like i've got now and i can't stand there and give them training and feedback and tell them what they're doing wrong and what they need to do better unless i'm good at that myself unless i've at least done it myself at some point so i think it's, it's important for i think personal opinion others will disagree i think it's important as a business owner as an entrepreneur to at least have a fundamental understanding of all the different departments and parts of a business that are going to need to run effectively in order for the business as a whole to be successful and would you say kind of document that as you go so that when you do have enough income coming in that you can then make your first hire or or if you're looking at a virtual assistant then you've got the processes which as you say you've already been through them you know they work it's the way you want it done and then it's a lot easier to kind of onboard new people that way. Yeah, I mean, that would be smart. I never did that because um, I'm rubbish <laughs> at, pro, at process. But again, though, know what your weaknesses are. So the first hire I made was an admin person who's good at process because I'm rubbish at it. So I'm like, well, find that person. Like In the early days, I don't need to take myself away from sales and marketing. I need to put every waking hour into it because that's where I'm good. And then I just need somebody who can do the processes and the admin and the organization, any time I spend on that's not the best use of my time because I'm rubbish at it anyway. I could get someone to do it better than me for less money. So why would I not hire there first? So know what you're good at, focus on that, put all your time into it, and then once you're at a point when you can, hire somebody that can take on the extra. I think a lot of, a lot of people stunt their growth because they don't hire early enough because they're scared and fearful. 
Whereas what I realized pretty early, I suppose, in a way, I'm lucky because like sales and marketing is revenue generating activity. It makes sense, doesn't it? I went, right, if I'm spending two hours a day on admin and I'm, that's two hours that I'm not spending on revenue generating activity, if I can pay somebody to do that admin for a few hours a day and I've now got back two hours I can put into revenue generating activity, as long as the two hours I spend here on revenue generating activity generates more income than what I'm paying that person to do the admin, then I'm up. You actually recorded on your SFB TV a video, didn't you, recently about the ABC tasks, which maybe if anyone wants to check that out, can head over to, to your Facebook page there to watch that. The Facebook page is called um, Nick James Seriously Fun Business, which is the name of my company. And on that page, you can see all of our previous episodes of Seriously Fun Business TV, which, again, is published most weeks and it's free to watch. We're not 100% every single week, but we publish one most weeks and there's lots of, uh, lots of good content in there yeah. about the kind of things we're talking about today. Lots of cameos from uh, Max the dog, is it? Yeah, yeah. Max, he's uh, my, my PA's dog and he, he comes to the office most days to, uh, to keep us on our toes and for a, oh. bit of, uh, for a bit of fun, yeah. Moving swiftly on to our next question in the quickfire round is what's happening? So what's the one app oh, By the way, you've... this is supposed to be a quickfire round. I'm supposed to answer. Yeah, no. That was like a five minute answer. So I'm rubbish That's... at quickfire, clearly. I'll try and be quick <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. It was very valuable information. So what's happening? What's the one app that you've recently discovered and which you just can't stop using? Good question. Let me get my phone out and I'll tell you. Uh, look, right, what apps am I using that I've discovered recently and I can't stop using? I'm trying to find, I'm trying to think. I've got loads. But I'm trying to think of one that I'm, that might be a bit out of left field. I don't want to be boring and say like Uber, even though I do use it a lot. I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you a random one, even though it's not that recent, just because it's one that I think is quite useful especially if you're a busy entrepreneurial type. There's one called Pizzizz, P-Z-I-Z-Z. Have you ever heard of it? I haven't. No, I'm just writing that down myself. P-Z-I-Z-Z. It's nothing to do with business, but it's everything to do with your personal energy and productivity. So this is actually, it was an old, old product. They've turned it into an app since the invention of smartphones. It's effectively a guided relaxation tool. So you set it for how long you want to have a little chill out for, you know, so often I'll set it for like 20 minutes, stick my headphones in and I'll have a little chill for 20 minutes and a little nap. If ever you, especially if you're busy and, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to work a job nine to five and then you want to be good energy in the evenings to get work done towards your business goals and, you know, weekends, you're never going to stop, right? So often I think that that 20 minutes out makes me so much more energetic and then personally effective for the remainder of the day. It's worth taking 20 minutes doing nothing. So mm. um, there you go, little plug for Paziz. I'm not sure. I don't think it's free, actually. I've had it that long on my phone. I've forgotten. But um, yeah, it's called Paziz, P-Z-I-Z-Z. I've got the Energizer version because it's hopefully <laughs> energy. Because there's also a sleep one that just helps you sleep if you struggle to sleep. So yeah, that, I just thought, you know what? It's a random one that most people won't say when you ask that question. So Yeah, I like it. it makes Makes change from Evernote, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If if people like on a serious note, if people are if you listen to this or if you know if you in particular have got this where you go, oh, you know, some days, some afternoons or early evenings, I just feel like I'm drained and running low on energy or whatever. Or like me, you know, I'm doing events. So if I'm doing like a three day seminar, often by the end of day one, I am beat. Like I've been on my feet all day, speaking all day, been in uptime in energy all day. And you know, I just need a bit of a bit of a chill. So yeah, that little twenty minutes just uh, just gets me um, gets me re it gets me relaxed, gets me focused, and then I can go again with fresh energy. Daily discipline. 
What's the one habit or activity that keeps you focused and on the path every day? Go to the gym. And if I, I will actually, any kind of exercise, get up early, exercise. I don't care how early you need to get up. When I do it, I'm on it. When I don't, I'm not perfect. Don't do it every single day without fail. When I don't, yeah, my energy is rubbish by comparison. So um, yeah, do some exercise. And for me, first thing in the morning before I do anything else. So final one for the quick fire round is rejection recall. So every entrepreneur has experienced bumps in their journey. Can you recall the biggest rejection or low point in your business, Nick? Probably the biggest one um, early in my career. Again, um, I already told you, very good at sales and marketing, not very good at organization. Naturally, in the early days, you know, didn't have any staff to cover that. Had a very, very good month in sales, made a reasonable amount of money or what was a huge amount of money for me at that point. And then, of course, had to deliver on everything I'd sold wasn't organized enough, wasn't good enough. I didn't have processes and systems in place to do it. Consequently, I had a load of unhappy customers that were, let's just say they were extremely unhappy to the point where they were asking for money back. And I had to refund a multiple five-figure sum of money, which I did not have. So I had to take a personal loan out to balance it and to refund that money. And it was an extremely expensive lesson. And the entrepreneurial journey, we often say it is a roller coaster ride. And uh, if you don't like taking some rejection, it's, it's going to be tough. It's part and parcel of the game. I'm, I'm very grateful for that experience now because it taught me so much about myself. First of all, it taught me a lot about myself because I'd never had that experience before. And so it was incredibly challenging, difficult for me personally because I'd never had it before. And it, again, all sorts of negative emotions start getting fired off and patterns start running and everything like that so it was it was just interesting for me looking back on it now at the time it feels like the world's going to end but in you know in the huge scheme of things i look back on it now and it's it's relatively insignificant to me today because obviously a lot's happened since but yeah it is a roller coaster you're going to have the greatest highs you could ever imagine you're also going to have like here's what i'd say you listen to this podcast because you want to escape the rat race you're probably currently in a nine-to-five job and you've got aspirations to be an entrepreneur know that Becoming an entrepreneur is going to give you greater highs than you will ever experience in a nine-to-five job by an absolute country mile. Also know that it's going to create greater lows than you will ever experience in a nine-to-five job by a country mile, and that's and that's the gig. And if you don't, if you know, if if you're scared of the of the lows and don't do it because they will happen. You've got you've got to love that. You've got to love the game. I treat it as a game, like genuinely I do. It's like, to me, it's like sports. I'm. I'm a bit of an obsessive sports fan as well. So I play a lot of golf, did play a lot of football in my youth, still watch a lot of football. I'm a bit of an adrenaline junkie, but all channeled into sport, like you know, those kind of sports. I love the thrill and the challenge. And I see businesses the same, really. And so if you don't really enjoy the challenge, let's take golf as an example. I'm obsessed with the game because it gives me such a great high when it goes well. And it pisses me off so much when it doesn't go well that I'm addicted to that. I'm addicted to the polarity of that experience. And it's the same in business. You're never going to play golf and have it be perfect the whole time. And if you did, it'd be boring. And you're also never going to have it be rubbish all the time either. You know, there will be, there will be light, light at the end of the tunnel or the occasional highlight. And those little occasional highlights get you back the next day. And business is the same as that, I think. So if you, if you love that polarity of experience, yeah, I think being an entrepreneur is definitely something you should do. You'll love it. And what's the key to keeping business seriously fun, Nick? You know, a couple of things we talked about uh, already. You said, you know, like daily ritual, you know, I'm very mindful of my own energy. The fact is the business, and I believe this 100%, it's probably a good note to finish on. The business is an absolute reflection of me personally. When I'm performing well, when I'm in great energy, the business performs well. 
when I'm not in great energy, the business doesn't perform as well. It's partly around you as an individual and your energy, but then also it's the team of people that you have around you. That doesn't necessarily mean employees, although to me it does now. But you know, the key to keeping it seriously fun is surround yourself with the right people and create, for me, it's about creating a culture. You know, the reason I called it seriously fun business is because I take business extremely seriously, extremely seriously. But I also think it's imperative that you have fun while you do it. Otherwise, it just becomes like a, a job where you feel like you're having a daily grind for no, for no reason. So I think it's good to have that balance. And it's the people you surround yourself with and the environment as well. Like, you know, we'll always have, if you come into our office, there's always music going all the time, regardless of what's happening. We take it in turns to play our own playlists and stuff. And it just, it makes the energy in the office a lot more vibrant than often it can be like still and dull, like it probably is in most offices. You have certainly been a fantastic guest, Nick. I've really, really learned a lot from you and really enjoyed speaking today. Before we wrap things up, remind people again of the massive event that's coming in May, which you've, you've put together and you're speaking at. Thank you for the opportunity to plug it. I mean, really, I don't say this lightly. It is, and I've been doing this for many years, hands down, the biggest and best event I've ever hosted. It features in my mind, the number one person in the world when it comes to speaking on entrepreneurship and in terms of building an audience and creating content and value and building a profile online, which is Gary Vaynerchuk. We've also got other experts like Ryan Dice of Digital Marketer. So I think when it comes to online marketing in particular, Ryan is probably one of the best in the world at that. We've got Dr. Andrea Pennington, who's a personal branding and media expert. So getting you lots of exposure into the media. She's been on Oprah a couple of times. She's been on This Morning. She's been in all of the major TV channels and media outlets. So we've got world-class people coming to this event. A lot of them are flying in to the UK. They don't speak here in the UK very often. So I think it will be an incredibly valuable event. I think you'll have a great time. Of course, we're seriously from business. So it's not just about learning. It's also about having a great experience. We've got a great big party happening on the, the first evening where everyone can kind of uh, have a great time and connect and meet uh, meet other people of course but also you know make make sure that they have a a great time while uh, while we're all there learning too so yeah fourth or fifth of may expert empires it's going to be epic get yourself a ticket and i think you'll uh, you'll have a great time and that's in london so uh, if you're listening from anywhere else in the world unfortunately get yourself a flight booked <laughs> oh, absolutely we've got we've got people coming in i've been amazed actually we've got people coming in from all over um a lot from all over europe a lot i'm not sure about any from you know the states or any further afield than that but we've we've got a lot coming from all over europe a couple um, of three hours on a plane is nothing to uh to come and experience the two days we've got in store for you yeah well nick i'm I'm totally totally pumped and ready for that one i shall look forward to uh hopefully bumping into you i'm sure you're going to be mad busy uh running around and uh making sure everyone's having a great time but once again thank you for everything that you've shared with our listeners and myself today people know where to get you you've inspired people to uh take that next step towards their goals yeah listen thanks so much for having me on i really appreciate it thanks for uh, the opportunity to share my experiences with your uh, with your audience and um yeah i hope to, well i'll definitely see you at the expert empires event and hopefully uh, hopefully meet a lot of your audience too see you there thanks nick cheers well, I really hope you enjoyed the interview with Nick James today. I guess if you're exposed to Tony Robbins at age 12, you can only go on to achieve great things. And Nick is absolutely doing that with some of the best, best speakers in the world that he is inviting and speaking on stage with. So if you're going to be in London at that event, be sure to reach out and connect with myself Look for Escape the Rat Race on Facebook. We've got the private Facebook group, 
ETRR or head to the official Escape the Rat Race website www.etrr.online and connect and say hello. So thanks again for listening to episode 10 today and if you enjoyed the interview then please spare two minutes to go into iTunes now on your phone and search for Escape the Rat Race Radio then click the image and you'll see the reviews where there'll be an option to leave a five-star rating and positive review. And you can find the full show notes from today with links to the big event in London coming up on the 4th and 5th of May with Gary Vaynerchuk and Ryan Dice. All the links in the show notes. Tickets on sale on Escape the Rat Race website. And if you've got any other questions which you'd like to ask me and for me to answer on any future episodes, then you can get in touch directly by emailing me chris at etrr.online. So that's it from me. Remember to live your life with purpose and passion. Stay true to your values. and Don't let anybody tell you that something isn't possible. Until next time, have an amazing week.